We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We will rally around Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Fitzgerald in the Steeler territory. Arizona has the lead. Two-time NFL MVP. They talk about this, the greatest show on turf. Maybe the best offense ever in football. Super Bowl champion. Warner to throw. Going deep downfield. Adjusting for it is Isaac Bruce. Touchdown. 73 yards. Super Bowl MVP. I always believed in myself, and I got a whole bunch of people here that believed in me. And we're world champions. How about the Rams? Pro Football Hall of Famer. Not just the NFL Hall of Fame. And I wear that as a badge of honor because without pro football, in all its forms and fashions, I'm not here tonight. Radio analyst for Westwood One Sports. Breaking down Justin Fields' film every week. What a throw by Fields. 55 seconds to go. And Fields has come up with a miraculous throw to his wide receiver, D.J. Moore, down the middle of the field. I was watching Justin Fields warm up before the game, and I saw him make this big in throw five or six times, a couple times to D.J. Moore. Kurt Warner with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. Kurt Warner, kind enough to join us on the Parkinson Spiegel Show on the hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Thank you, as always. Happy New Year, Kurt. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you guys. So, do you believe that that was the best game Justin Fields has played as a passer, the one that we just saw against the Falcons? Uh, you know, hard, hard to think back and say it's his best, but I, but I did think there was definitely some some positives there. And, you know, I think we continue to see some really, really good moments from Justin Fields. Um, we continue to see the playmaker about every week. Uh, but from the passing standpoint, uh, you, there's some glimpses. There's some some really good things that you're seeing. And, you know, some really good throws in the weather and in the snow. Um, it was fun to watch. Uh, you know, now I think it's for all of us is, has it been enough? Has it been enough because of where the Bears are going to be picking for you to commit to Justin Fields? Because if you commit to him, you have to believe it's going to be committing to him long term and with a big contract. And you believe he is that guy over, you know, whoever you like, you know, at the top of the draft. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. I know everybody around the league is, is talking about it, but um, you know, the thing that you love is that you're seeing, you know, you're still seeing movement forward from Justin Fields, which is exactly what you want to see from a young guy is continuing to move forward. The question really just becomes, have you seen enough to say, Hey, we can build around this guy, we can be a playoff team, and we can win championships with Justin Fields behind center. You know, I thought I knew where I was uh, before this week, Kurt. It, it's I was asked about it last week, and 
informed by some of the conversations we've had. Just, you know, I, I don't know that the speed of his decision-making and his ability to fire the ball quickly at the end of his drop back, some of the pocket stuff, the anticipatory throws, it hasn't been good enough. Um, but then certain games, you're like, man, you see the whole picture of it. Do I mean, do other people's opinions go back and forth on fields that you talk to around the league? Because it's happening a lot in this town. A lot of our listeners and Bears fans find themselves kind of going back and forth on Justin. Yeah, I don't know if you hear a lot of guys go back and forth outside of just the fact that, you know, there's certain games where his production is ridiculous. And, you know, at the end of the day, the position, any position is about production. So the production goes, you know, through the roof sometimes. I think most of the people that I talk to that, that truly understand the position continue to ask those same sort of questions that you're talking about and that, that I talk about every week is that, you know, I believe there's, uh, again, there's a threshold for being a starting quarterback or a franchise quarterback. And you got to get to that threshold, however you have to get to that threshold. And so if it's more playmaker than passer, okay, great. You know, and so the question becomes, has Justin Fields reached that threshold? And, you know, that, that, that accumulates to, to winning, that accumulates to consistency, that accumulates to making the right decisions and throws when you have to make those decisions and throws. And so people, I think, get enamored with the production part of it, which I think we all see. I mean, there's, there's times where his production is, is through the roof and, and you say, man, if we could get that every week, there's no doubt, but you just don't see it. And when most of that production you know, and again, I don't, maybe I shouldn't say most of it, but a lot of that production at times is the playmaking aspect, which is great. But I think you always have to look at that and say, can you live in that world? If you're a great playmaker, can you be a great playmaker every week and give us a chance to win? Can you be a great playmaker for the next five years every week? Or does some of that diminish? And, you know, do, do you lack that? If you, if you suffer one injury, now do you have to play a different way? And if you have to play a different way, can you win a different way? And that, to me, becomes the, the entire dilemma when we're talking about tremendous playmakers. You know, I think Lamar Jackson is a great example, is that early in his career, tremendous playmaker. We didn't get to see him as more of this drop-back type passer. We're seeing more of that this year. And, you know, I made a comment two weeks ago against San Francisco that he played very much off schedule in that game. And there was a lot of things in front of him that he didn't hit. But I've seen him hit those things on time, you know, in different games. He just wasn't hitting them in that game. But he's this dynamic playmaker, and it didn't matter because he ran around and made a bunch of plays. Then we go to this past week, and he played on schedule. And he played within the structure of the offense. And the team puts up 56 points, and he has a perfect passer rating. And so – with Lamar Jackson, you get all of the special, but you also have a quarterback that you believe can win another way. If, if, if he doesn't have to be that guy, he can play on schedule. He can make those throws, and that's exactly what you want to see or you want to know is can Justin be that guy? And I don't know if any of us have an answer to that yet, and that's where the dilemma falls is because, again, if the Bears were picking – late in the first round where they're not going to get one of the top guys, you know, I think that's a completely different conversation saying, okay, maybe we've, we've seen enough. We don't need to reach for another quarterback because we have Justin, let's give him another year. 
But when you're picking at the top of the draft and you've got these other guys that everybody thinks are, are really good and, and possibly franchise quarterbacks there, that's where the dilemma comes to the forefront. We put the spotlight on it. And we have to say and answer that question is have we seen enough of that other stuff to say, if that's who we have to be, we can win that way. Or just kind of understanding the, you know, the, the scope of the league is that we haven't seen very many tremendously athletic playmakers live in that world and, and compete deep into the playoffs, you know, and win championships. We haven't seen that. It still goes through the pocket, in my opinion, especially when you play against good teams in the playoffs every week, you've got to beat people in the pocket. That's going to be the knock on Lamar Jackson until he changes that narrative is that he's been really good in the regular season. He's won an MVP, but he hasn't been able to do it in the pocket. And so in playoff time, I think he's one and three in the playoffs against those good teams that take away some of that playmaking and forced him to play more conventional quarterback. I think that will be different this year because he's grown into that. That to me is, is again, the dilemma or the question that we have with Justin. We're talking to Kurt Warner, Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Jordan Love is four months older than Justin Fields. Who is going to be the better quarterback over the next 10 years? I mean, again, I mean, if I'm going based off of, you know, just what I've seen every game this year, I'm going to say Jordan Love. And now I would probably say that Jordan Love doesn't have you know, that top level upside from the athletic standpoint, from the arm strength, special kind of throw standpoint. But when I look at consistency by which he sees the game, he plays the game, he makes decisions. I've seen a better Jordan Love this year, week in and week out than I've seen from Justin Fields. And there hasn't been as many wild plays, but consistency of playing the position. Um, I think Jordan Love has been solid this year you know there's things he can clean up there's things he's got to get better at no question but I think he's been really really solid this year and and he's gotten better as time has gone along and you know the other narrative with that and and we can make the narrative with Justin too is that he hasn't always had the great playmakers and and talent around him um, you know throughout his career Jordan loved playing with a lot of young guys that are growing and learning and he's been able to do this and grow and get this team in a position to make the playoffs. Um, I just, I I really like what I've seen from him in his first action. um, And I'm excited to see where he can go from here. So we will see, obviously that's the decision. That's, you know, people are texting in. If if Kurt Warner was the GM, what would you decide? I mean, do you know, do you have a, are you ready to say, would you, because they they Uh, have been, they are locked into the number one pick, Kurt. If you, if it was up to you, and you haven't done your full background, you haven't done all the interviews, I understand that, but are you yeah. ready to say what you would do if you were Ryan Pulse? Well, I mean, I, I think, again, to me, is I haven't had all the questions answered from Justin. So if I felt there was another quarterback in this draft um, that I felt could be that guy, you know, that he was off the charts in, in – whatever I was looking for and whatever I believe made a franchise quarterback. And I was picking number one overall, I would probably have to go that route just because there's still questions about Justin. And, you know, it might not be fair to Justin uh, because he's gotten better and he's shown us things and maybe he just needs another year or two. I just think it's a unique situation. If you're picking number one overall, yep. 
and you have the pick of the litter at the quarterback position with guys that, and again, I haven't watched these college guys, so I'm, I'm not ready to say, oh, yeah, three of these guys, I believe, are, are franchise quarterbacks or, you know, can be better than Justin. I haven't watched them enough to know that. But just from what I hear, people seem to think that this quarterback class could be really, really special. And you could, there could be more than one of those guys that's there. And I think if, if you believe one of them's there and you're the number one pick, um, that you probably have to go that route if you're not fully convinced on Justin Fields. And it, it just, you know, doesn't seem to me that anybody is fully convinced. And again, I, I don't want this to be a knock on Justin because I think he's done some good things. It's just timing, situation, I think it lends itself to say, you got to be sure. You got to be 100% sure he is that guy. If he is, great. Go get some other talented guys at the top of the draft, surround him, and, and you guys could be really good. But if you don't, I think you have to go the quarterback route. He he doesn't yet have that on-schedule consistency, that anticipatory throwing consistency. That that's that's doubtless. What we do know that he does have, having watched for 3 years as closely as we have, he has what your buddy Trent Dilford told us was the stuff bucket overflowing. He's professional, he's mature, his teammates love him. He does learn stuff. He works his ass off. Like all of those kind of things, which are so difficult to scout. How much should it matter, Kurt, that we know that stuff about him? Well, I think all of that stuff matters. I think all of that stuff is huge. I, and I said it, I think a week ago, you know, when I was talking about Jared Goff and that just that, you know, he's led two different teams to, you know, to, uh, I think, division championships or the playoffs after 10 year droughts. I mean, and a big part of that is leadership and guys around you believing in you. That, that stuff is huge. But again, at the end of the day, you can have all that stuff, but you got to do it on the field. You've got to be able to produce the way that we need you to produce to give a, you know that, that winning performance every single week. Uh, and for us to believe you can do that moving forward, that overrides all of these other great things. Like you said, I want a hard worker. I want a tremendous leader. I want a guy that people are going to battle for. But more importantly, I want the guy that goes between the lines and makes the plays we need him to make, whatever that looks like. We need him to make for us to be successful and win or give a winning performance every time out. Um, and, and that, to me, is where all of that stuff falls. You know, that, that stuff bucket is great. But at the end of the day, we want a guy that can play. We want a guy that can do those things. And uh, again, you know, I think Justin's played better and this team has played better down the stretch, which even clouds this stuff even more, yep. um, you know, because they've played better as of late. And will that skew things in the direction of kind of standing pat, adding some more talent and, and then building around Justin Fields? Yet to be known. But, uh, but again, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, teams are going to look at performance on the field. And if they believe that performance is the kind of performance that can lead them to the playoffs and two championships, that will override all of those other things in 90% of the time. How close is the Bears roster two through 53, removing the quarterback from it, to being championship worthy in your mind? Uh, I think they're, they've got a ways to go offensively. Uh, obviously, DJ is, you know, a huge piece. So they've got a guy that, uh, you know, is a number one wide receiver. But I, I think they need some some better secondary players, some difference makers around him to help Justin. 
Um, you know, I think they can improve, obviously, the running game and, and get more explosive there. I think their defense has played really, really well down the stretch. I mean, they've played really, really good football. Um, you know, so I really like what they're doing though there, even though they don't have a lot of household names on that defense. But I think offensively, from a roster standpoint, because that's the other part of it, is that when you're a quarterback and you're asked to have to do everything for your team, you know, have to make every play and every throw, that's a hard position to be in. And, and it sure feels like for the most part, whether it's him with design runs or him having to buy time and then run around or whether it's him making the perfect throw, he's got to make a lot of plays for this team, which is, you know, often unfair to these guys too, to get a full judgment because you're not getting a lot of easy plays and, and a lot of help on the outside of you. Um, but again, there's just not the luxury to always have that situation. But I do think their roster offensively is a ways away from being, uh, you know, a championship type contender. On Saturday night, Kurt, um, Dan Campbell tried to confuse the Cowboys and he confused the refs and Br and Brad Allen. Um, did the Lions get jobbed on that or because they were trying to confuse the opposition? Does that do they do they get what what happened to them? Uh, do they deserve it? I mean, I don't think you ever deserve it. I think there's always a part of gamesmanship that you try to pull off. Um, you know, to, to be able to gain an advantage. Uh, I, you know, with the way that it all played out and the way it looked on film, I think the officials have to do a better job of, of you know, figuring it out. Now, you know, I can see, you know, when you, when you kind of look back and see what happened and you looked earlier in the game that Skipper had come in and reported eligible a couple times. You know, Dan Campbell had told him before the game, hey, we're going to do something special where we bring somebody in and we make somebody eligible. So all that stuff's going on in your mind. And then Skipper's running right at the uh, the official coming in. I understand why he's like, oh, here he comes again. Oh, it could be one of their special plays that they talked about. He's eligible. Yet the guy that's supposed to be eligible is standing right there. And Panay Sewell is standing right there. Why is he standing there? Because he's not asking to be eligible. So, yeah, I think there was a lot of, chaos going on but at the end of the day I think the official needs to kind of stop there and go let's get this right we know that they had a special play you know that Dan Campbell had talked to us about let's stop let's ask let's get this right and if it ruins you know the the element of surprise it ruins the element of surprise but we get it right so we don't have a situation like this transpire because man when we're looking back at it now and who knows if if they do it right and everybody on the defense knows that 68 is eligible, maybe it doesn't work out the same way. But just in the big picture of things, that one play and how that played out is having such a dramatic effect on what the NFC playoffs are going to look like. Who's going where, what seed in, you know, all these teams have a chance to, to have. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how that illuminates, that one play illuminates so much um, that, you just want, at the end of the day, just everybody to stop and get it right. Kurt, as always, thank you. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you after Bears and Packers. Thank you, sir. All right. Sounds good. Take care, guys. Thank you. So, uh, Brad Allen, that ref, um, was justifiably rewarded with doing another Saturday night primetime game. Yeah. Coming up here. Yeah. No, the NFL, um, I don't think that it's because they're not full-time employees. I think that's a silly argument to make i think it's really you know what i mean like they what are they not trying 
do you need extra time to know the rules? Like, you know, I don't, I don't think that that's why officiating. I thought the argument for that, and Lord knows I've heard a lot of them, yeah. was um, that if they are full-time employees, you, then you can lean on them harder in terms of penalizing them, disciplining them, all of that kind of stuff. They get graded. Uh, they get demoted from playoff games. Occasionally they get fired, though obviously it's not very common. I think it's a tough job and human beings mess up and we've got more cameras in HD and 4K and better technology than ever before. And these are like 50, 60 year old dudes on a field with 22, 25 year old athletes who are the best in the world. And it's really, really tough. And they got duped. Like I thought, I think Detroit got completely screwed. Yeah. I'd be furious if I was a Lions fan. It was, it was crafty. Comple- it, it was very, it was very crafty. Uh, let's open up the phones. 312-644-6767. A lot has happened since we were last on the air. What do people think we are missing? And we will kick off the conversation before we go to the phones with, like, both Chase Daniel and Kurt Warner said they think that Jordan Love is going to be the better quarterback over the next decade than Justin Fields. Should that matter? I'll answer, but sneak preview. I kind of feel like it should. <laughs> like that, that, that feels like a pretty important thing uh, when discussing the decision that Ryan Poles has in front of him but what this if, offseason. But what if Justin Fields outplays him this weekend, sir? Okay. Should that matter? Okay. Does this seventh data point in the supposedly fair testing area for Justin Fields, how much should that matter? I, fair enough. We'll take your calls. Jalen Johnson in 40 minutes. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Danny, love to use, love to speak. I give love to Shane, and same thing goes for Danny. Afternoons on the score. Love is back, looking, backpedaling, throws to the end zone, got a man wide open, and that's caught for a touchdown. Jordan Love hangs it up, and Bo Milton makes the catch in the near corner of the end zone, and the Packers add on up 29-3. 49 seconds to go in the third, and the Green Bay Packers are blowing out the Minnesota Vikings. It's Green Bay 30, Minnesota 3. Bears can play spoiler on Sunday. And by the way, Remy Martin and 670 The Score want to give you a chance to play hoops on the United Center Court of Dreams. Look for the Remy display at your local retailer and scan the code to enter. Details at 670thescore.com slash contest. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. We'll talk to Jalen Johnson in 30 minutes. I got out on the Justin Fields thing. I got off the bandwagon, what, week three, <clears throat> week four, something like that. Yep. After the terrible, terrible, terrible beginning uh, to the season, and there was a moment where I sort of wanted to get back on, and you wouldn't let me because it was sort of mealy-mouthed. You could tell my heart wasn't really in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not fully there now, but if he balls out and beats the Packers this weekend and outplays Jordan Love as the seventh and final data point in this testing ground here at the end of the year, I think I'm going to be back in. Okay. I get it. It will probably cement me being back. Probably, it will probably cement it. Uh, Jordan Love has already thrown this year for more yards uh, than well, – was thrown for more touchdowns than any Bear ever, and he just passed the single-season passing yardage record as well. He just passed Eric Kramer. Yeah, he's at 3,843 passing yards, and he's got 30 touchdowns. He's 157 to get to 4,000. Which has never happened in Bears history, but this has never happened either. So it's, uh, it's not great. 
Jordan, not, so Jordan Love has already had a better year than any quarterback in the history of the of the franchise. Correct. <laughs> it's kind of upsetting, you, man. You were hoping that he was going to be terrible. I know. You wanted it to happen. He said he sucks. Sucks. I believe so. But yeah, yeah. Jordan Love sucks. They just don't deserve this. Yeah, after that game all. where he, it was glorious. I think you used glorious 15 times in like a 30-second stretch. You were on cloud nine. That Raiders game where he threw three picks? Yeah. That was a fun one. That was a fun game. Yeah. And he's been really, really good since then. That's correct. Throwing to yeah. like five different unknown young wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Youngest offense in the league. It's upsetting. Uh, all right. Ask for calls. Ten lines lit up. There's a lot going on with the Bears. <laughs> There's a lot of thoughts out there in the universe. Was it, this is Shad on the south side. Shad, you're on the score. Welcome back to the station, fellas. Love hearing your articulate voices in the afternoon. Man, I want to put something to you guys and give you a little perspective for the conversation this evening. And I hope that y'all could take this to the next segment. Speeds, I go back to when you was on the show with Pat Manley, and I made a conversation with you when you fell off the bandwagon at a point of time because the Bears didn't have enough guys with Gawagi. And when they went out and got guys that had Gawagi, you saw improved play from a Jake Cutler that we hadn't previously seen. Mm. Now, I think since Jake Cutler, we haven't seen a quarterback that has had excited the entire fan base that Justin Fields has. The first time I've ever seen in a Bears fan and observe over 30 years the city raising to the point of calling one person's name it's never been done to say that it's a, a tough decision for ryan poles i think it makes it easy for him you look at what's actually guaranteed to be more legit more concrete in this draft and you think about the opportunity to put a washington receiver of doomsday along with Har- marvin harrison jr next to justin fields and dj moore was both of them Listen to me. This is the concept. Even though we're looking at the next Mahomes, how about an opportunity of saying, remember when Jay Cutler was in the Super Bowl with the dynamic defense, with the cover two defense that similarly looks like what we have constructed right now? I don't remember that. Well, I mean, remind you, Danny, even though you were watching probably Elvis Grayback or somebody in KC at that point, <laughs> what I'm going to say is... The color didn't go to Chicago, the, he didn't go to the Super Bowl, though. It was Rex, man. It was Rex. It, if you had more receivers as opposed to just Mike uh, Forte or just one weapon, Cutler may have gotten over the hump. We may have gotten over the hump if we had more tools offensively. We haven't invested in that side of the ball ever. Danny, comprehend. Where Pose came from. He knows how to build offense. Come back on the bus. Shane's got the brisket on deck. Let's go, guys. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for the call, man. Love the call. But but, but Pose came from the place. Where they drafted somebody great. (laughs) That had the quarterback who had won double-digit games three years in a row. And he traded up to take a quarterback. Hmm. I mean... Because they were like, we've got good, but we think we can get great. Striving for greatness Mm -hmm. is something that I will always celebrate and applaud, even if it comes with risk of downside. That is why I still would take the swing at the top of the draft with the quarterback. Because I believe that one of these guys can be great, and it's Ryan Poles' job to figure out which one it is. And I, I understand the Cutler comparison, but here's the thing. I did middays for every game of the Jay Cutler era right, right here at the score, 
And how many excuses were made for Cutler? He doesn't have the line. He doesn't have the offensive coordinator. He doesn't have the receivers. Of course. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. Over the course of his career, they gave him everything. Eventually, he had Brandon Marshall and a young Alshon Jeffrey who was pretty damn good. And it still wasn't enough. So I disagree that Cutler did not have enough. Nick on the north side is on Parkinson Spiegel. What up, Nick? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call, and Happy New Year to everyone. Um, I want to bring it back to last offseason. Um, I remember, Danny, you were asking people, what does success look like in terms of number of wins? Seven or eight seem to be the general consensus between all the callers, and that's exactly where we're at. It doesn't feel that way because I feel like this number one pick has completely clouded our judgment and blinded us to the actual success that this season has had. The progress made on all three phases of the game are evident. So, I mean, applause to Pace, applause to Iberflus and the coaching staff, uh, minus Gutsy. But at this point, I kind of just trust polls. Like, if they keep fields, that means they have a vision for sustained progression in terms of getting to the playoffs and the Super Bowl. If they trade them away and take Caleb or, you know, Drake May, they obviously have enough tape. So, I'm on your side. Whatever polls does, I trust. All right, yeah, th- thanks, Nick. That, that, that's, that's a unique I, place to be, right? Listen, that's how I open the show. Like, I, I think he's going to draft Caleb and trade Fields. I would draft Caleb and trade Fields. But he deserves the benefit of the doubt, and I love Justin. People have made it out like, you threw the QB1 party, and now you've advocated for dra- uh, drafting Caleb Williams. You hate Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. Literally, most exciting bear with a ball in his hand in my lifetime. Huge fan. Just... The opportunity for true greatness at that position as a passer that we've never seen before and something that is sustainable is something that I like. I like firing David Ross to go get Craig Council. Now, now, Council, known commodity, uh, Caleb Williams, not. Like I know, I know that that's not a perfect apples-to-apples apples comparison. Oh, it's not remotely a, a, a perfect comparison because of that. Council, very much a known commodity. Caleb Williams has never played it down in the NFL. Of and course. Nine of the last 15 drafts, the best quarterback has not been the first quarterback taken. Right, it's, but it is still the cleanest path to draft a good quarterback. Okay, but you've got a good quarterback. No, no, I uh, sure a, yeah, a, a great. Quarterback. You're trying for a great quarterback, and I know it's a tremendous opportunity, but you got to get it right. And there's so much you don't know. There's just so much you don't know about Definitely. these guys. No question, it's a huge risk. It will define Ryan Poles, yeah. and if he trades Fields and drafts a bust, he gets fired. But if he keeps Fields and passes on Caleb and he becomes the next Mahomes, maybe he doesn't get fired right away because next year's team will be good and he will have a bunch of draft capital and he'll get to see it through. But the only way you win consistently for a long time in the NFL is if you have a great quarterback or you're the Niners. <laughs> and that's what, three winning seasons in four years? It's not even that large of a sample size. They have a pretty good quarterback, though, too. 4,280 yards. He set a record for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, but I'm just saying, and by the way, it's it's been four years. Like, let's let's see what the Niners look like when they don't have Trent Williams and George Kittle. You know what I mean? It's Hater. I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard to do to win consistently like that. Down in Houston, Chris is on the score. What's up, Chris? How's it going? You know, you, you what you say about the 49ers is really – 
my point because they have such a loaded team. I think that the the math I'm doing isn't just can we upgrade from Justin Fields, which I'm open to. I will be open to. I mean, first of all, I'm not sold on Caleb Williams. Um, but the the question is, is Caleb Williams doesn't have to be better than Justin Fields. He has to be better than Justin Fields plus the haul that we would get for trading the number one of our draft pick. And none of the quarterbacks I'm seeing uh. has convinced me thoroughly that he's better than trading number one overall draft pick and everything we could get for that. See, you know what? Right. Listen, Chris, I, I've seen people make that point on the internet, and technically you are correct, right? They are two assets, and one comes with a bunch of other things, and the other is just the, the player, Caleb Williams. But yep. – if Caleb Williams is the guy that Ryan Poles would think that he is if he takes him and passes on fields, Caleb Williams is the Bears quarterback when DJ Moore is retired. Caleb Williams is the Bears quarterback when all of these guys are off the team, right? Like quarterbacks can play for 15 years in, in the NFL. So I actually do think it does directly matter is Caleb Williams significantly better than Justin Fields? Like, I do think that's the sure. – I do think that, like, for next year, it's Fields plus Marvin Harrison Jr. plus other draft picks. But, like, for the Bears for the next decade, I do think it is more about Fields v. Caleb. Well, if you're sure about Caleb Williams, like, if you're going to say to me, we're going to trade Justin Fields plus number one overall draft pick for Pat Mahomes, you have a known commodity there. Right. No, no question. Williams, That's right. Person, for, for me, I personally think that Caleb Williams is going to turtle when things go bad in the NFL. If he hasn't been able to handle the pressure of college football, I think he's got Jamarcus Russell written, written all over him. That's for me. But I think that you have to be, you have to be sure. Now, if, if, if Ryan Pose is sure, well, then fair enough. He hasn't done enough to show me. None of these quarterbacks have done enough to show me that he's going to. Any of them are going to be the one to break the trend of the number one overall drafted quarterback being disappointing to say the least. Thank you, Chris. Most likely to happen. Chris, good call. Good, good call, Chris. Uh, Tend to those other humans in the car. I love that idea of making a phone call to a sports radio station. And like, You're driving the kid <laughs> home from school. Keep it down. Yeah, wife's riding shotgun. <laughs> kids are on the back seat watching Bluey. We appreciate the priority, the yeah. understandable uh, priority. See, that's the thing. I, I, yeah, he's got to be better than Fields, and he's got to be – I don't think he has to be necessarily completely better than the Hall, but he has to be solid in the ways that – Fields is solid as a person, as a professional, and as, as as a learner and as a leader. And I just don't think you can know most of that stuff. That's what makes it so difficult for me. You got to study it. You got it. You know what I mean? The, these guys have teammates and coaches and friends yeah. and, and and all of that stuff. You got to study it. So last year when we we're doing polls position, there was no definitive number one quarterback. We're talking about it like we think it's Caleb. Do you still think it's going to be Caleb definitively number one, even with everything that's percolating out there? I do. The odds makers do. But, you know, obviously that can change. And if there's a quarterback that is better than Caleb Williams, he should go number one. You know, like, there's a there's a – 
There's a point about this that probably isn't made enough. We can do that. I want to hear what these guys would do also. We'll take more calls after Jalen Johnson at 5 o'clock. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Are you kidding me? Tune in to Twitch. Afternoons on the score. Watch Tucker Fisk here. Now, this is a collision. I live for this. Fullback on the linebacker. Bam! Right there. And then TJ Edwards with another collision. There's something that just feels right about a guy with the name Fisk making good contact in Chicago. Hide a game. Incomplete. Got the lie there. Jaquan Brisker was the one who was the closest to it for the Bears. I could see mixed a little baseball. You guys are both young here. I got got it. No, I want to know if Jason, do you know who Carlton Fisk is, Jason? I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) Oh, my God. Only Fisk I know is a college in Tennessee. Carlton Fisk is a Hall of Famer. Much respect to Carlton Fisk. It's football season, Ross. But we're in Chicago, and the guy's last name is Fisk. They don't play baseball games in this kind of weather. But that will not derail our baseball conversation. Damn you, Jason McCourty. He or, had no time for it. For Devin McCourty? It was Jason, Jason McCourty. It was Jason McCourty. Jason McCourty. Pick a McCourty, any McCourty. How dare you not understand the greatness of Carlton Fisk? You know who Carlton Fisk taught how to hit? Ron Coomer. That's right. There we go. Without Fisk. I thought it was Dan Bernstein. And Dan Bernstein taught Carlton Fisk how to hit. That's what I was going to say. Damn it. Isn't that something? It is, Coom. It is. That's one of my favorite moments since I've worked at this radio station. Oh, yeah. Bernstein correcting Ron Coomer. On his own stance. On his own stance. At Scorehouse. That's an all-timer. It was incredible. Coombs like, no, I think I know how he swung. Oftentimes, you get the low-end booth for a game, and you're like, who are these guys? This sucks. I loved that booth. I enjoyed the hell out of that broadcast. Ross Tucker, who's on often here, um, really did not come off out-of-town stupid. I thought neither of them, he nor Jason McCourty, came off out-of-town stupid on anything regarding the Bears. Jason was, like, picking out... Like the receivers being on the wrong page with Taylor Heineke, like right away. Like I, th- I thought that was a very entertaining and good broadcast booth. I thought it was fine. I think Ross's energy is so much that sometimes he kind of sucks up a room. And I like Ross. I've hosted with him. I'm friends. I texted him, and as soon as the game ended, like I don't think he needs a second analyst. Is what I'm saying. Like McCordy is good, also, but I think that Ross Tuck. I mean. He hosts a, sol- a solo podcast. He's done solo shows. Oh, yeah. He does pre and post. You know what I mean? He he, he talks a lot. And so I, I don't need him in a three-man booth. I would rather him just be the one guy analyzing everything. But I thought it was good. So, so kick out Chris Lewis and just Ross Tucker and Devin McCourty can do it. Jason McCourty. I, I really wasn't familiar with Chris Lewis's work. Oh, he's work. about 14 years old. Yeah, yeah. I was not terribly familiar Those with Those guys were not out-of-town stupid, but Chris Lewis was out-of-town stupid on whether or on how to do play-by-play. <laughs> thought he was terrible? Yeah, he was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Really? He's a sweet guy. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Maybe it was just that my my meds were in a good spot i almost had to mute it oh wow that really bad. that bad I, I i didn't it didn't affect me that way hmm. i the only thing i just kept thinking about i really only had an opinion on ross i was like i just it sounded like i was hosting a show on betql <laughs> i was like this guy has takes on everything and so i thought it was perfect uh that he did the carlton fisk number uh are you guys 
Shane, you flip-flopped on Fields 100 times. No, I've had the same opinion the whole time no. that he's the second coming. Okay, so you're in. Yes, you're, I've had that famously. I've said you're that. You're in on him. <laughs> Very much in. Speaks, you're waiting for the Packers game. I, I, I want to get back in, but I'm waiting for the Packers game. If he plays really well again and they beat the Packers. Oh, so they have to win also. It's yeah. not just about how he plays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tanny? Like I, I'm putting a lot on this game. You really are well, way too like, much. From the beginning, we said, like, we'll make the evaluation after the final stretch of games, and finally we have our final game here, and we're still kind yeah. of undecided. So this game does mean a lot, Speaks. I, I agree with you there. But, like, you know, I, I was pretty much disgusted with that pick in the Arizona game. I thought they should have blown them out. Um, and then I was, you know, uh, you know, so impressed with his performance against the Falcons. But uh, you look at the competition these past few weeks it hasn't been the best. They, I look at it as like, you know, should have won the Denver game, should have beat the Browns, like stuff like that matters to me. But what I can't stop thinking about with fields is the stuff you can't teach, like the size. And none of these guys that are coming out this year in the draft, they're not big quarterbacks. Like you can't like if he's just a big dude, hard to bring down, strong kid. Good leader. Guys, are, they love him now, it appears. You know, I think they always have. But when you win games, it's a lot easier to love your quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, this game means a lot to me. They they have to win. He has to play well because that's one thing that you have to be able to, to you know, check that box. Can you beat the Packers on the road? I'm sorry. It just, it, it means something to me. And I think a lot of people in that building, the McCaskies, a lot of the former players, well, I think we'll ask Olin about it this week. That It should mean more. It's not just one game. Like you talk about having that Detroit. Lions trajectory do what they did last year right like same spot this is the thing if they beat Green Bay and he balls out then you're you're finishing six and two with beating the team and and playing well against the Packers after the debacle of week one you will have shown me the ability to grow and evolve during what you could you could generously call year two if we're going to throw out the Matt Nagy disaster. It is year three, and I know it's it's thirty five starts, but man, you're going to show me evolution from week one when they were dominated and he looked awful as compared to Jordan Love. You're going to show me that evolution. That says a lot to me that you stuck with it and matured and got this much better by the end. It's been impressive. Uh, Tanny Drake May is he's six four two thirty. I think you no. He's probably the one you, I would imagine you've well, the, seen the, the least. Right, the combination of size and elusiveness, though. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't that, seen that, a bunch the, of Drake May tape, but I don't think he can do definitely what Fields not. can do. De- you know? oh, no, no, definitely yeah. not. But he he is like a big, strong guy who will hang in the pocket and throw the yeah. ball all over the field. But also, he, I know from watching Justin Fields, though, he's also in addition from being big and strong, he's a tough kid. Yeah, he takes a lot of hits, a lot of them unnecessary. Yeah, but we've seen him take some big hits, and he always pops right back up. And he's typically not a guy who's like, ah, he took a little bit of a lick. There, is he going to be in for the next play? Like he's usually right back in there with his teammates, which he, means something to me. Also, and he's, he's ins- tough as hell. He's tough as hell, and he's insanely likable. And I wonder if the vibes of the team, uh, and to a lesser extent, the vibes of the fan base, will have any impact on Ryan Poles. The fan base, I would think no. The team, I would think yes. Oh. You know, I, th- I think he has to. It's one of a thousand factors that he needs to consider. I think the hardest part about this, the biggest worry, is. You could definitely, we can all see Justin Fields moving on to a different team next year and succeeding. And that's going to be hard if you have, when you have a rookie quarterback, assuming you take one yep. in the first five picks or whatever. And that guy struggles and Fields is thriving somewhere else. Like that's going to be the hardest part about this. And we'll never lift that down. Like, oh, we let him get away. You know, it's going to be, yeah, ab- absolutely. We've never been confronted with it before. A quarterback for the Bears leaving because he was good. 
It's, ne- it's never happened. Uh, is this an oversimplification? You could trade Justin Fields for a second-round pick. You could trade the draft rights to Caleb Williams for three first-round picks plus a stud player. Therefore, you should take the guy who's worth more. Is that an oversimplification of this? Like yes. The- okay. Yes. Okay. Because human human beings matter. Okay. Uh, that, that, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Jalen Johnson, is he okay for this Packers game after that shoulder injury? We'll start there. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.